Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. Joining me in this podcast episode is Heidi, co-founder of Ulu High, a nut milk-based product launched in 2017. In this episode, we talk about lessons learned from the first year of business. The nut and hemp milk-based products are the first of its kind in Australia, revolutionising the way people consume milk at home. The milk bases come in reusable glass jars and when added to water and blended, create up to 10 litres of fresh, creamy milk per jar. Hi, Heidi. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Now, I've been watching your product on social media for quite some time, so I'm super excited to have you on here today so we can chat about it and tell all the listeners about it. Before we get into the product, let's learn a little bit about you. So, what can you tell us about yourself? Sure. Um, so I am one half of Ulu High, um, along with my business partner, Vasya. I have a background in business and I was working with a sustainable energy company in Melbourne for around six years or so before moving to the sunny northern beaches of Sydney. So I made the move late 2016, but yeah, born and bred in country Victoria. How are you finding adjusting to Sydney? Uh, really good. The roads are tough, but the beaches and uh, the weather, apart from the last two weeks, um, yeah, make it just, mm. yeah, absolute joy living here. Yeah. So did you meet your business partner here? No. So um, we've been best mates for the better part of 17 years. Um, so we went to high school together and then lived together in Melbourne. And yet we've been, you know, side by side um, for most of our adult life. Wow. Is she, is she living in Melbourne still? She is. She is. So my husband got relocated um, to the Northern Beaches in late 2016. So I made the move and then um, together we always knew that the end goal was to create something together. It was just a matter of what. Um, so we're both so passionate about health and well-being and sustainability. So, yeah, with um, we, would, we were always brainstorming different business ideas and concepts. So when we decided on uh, Ulu High, um, it was just a matter of then getting the wheels in motion to getting her to move up. So can you tell us about Ulu High? Sure. So um, Ulu High comprises of two products. Um, we've actually got a third, which we'll be launching in the next six to eight weeks. But currently we have nut milk base and hemp milk base. Um, and they're pretty much revolutionising the way people consume and enjoy non-dairy milk at home. So creating a sustainable and healthier alternative to store-bought nut and alternative milks that are not only better for you but better for the environment too. So it comes um, so in a jar, doesn't it? Yeah, so they come in a recyclable, reusable glass jar and when added to water and blended, it creates up to 10 litres of fresh creamy milk per jar. So all the ingredients are of the highest quality, um, organic where possible, vegan, paleo, gluten-free, sugar-free, soy-free, and then they're free of all the nasties too, so emulsifiers, additives, thickeners, gums, preservatives, etc. Wow. So you can not only make milk, you can use it for recipes, correct? Exactly. So it's essentially milk in a jar. It is a new concept. So, um, you know, like there is a little bit of explaining to do with the product just because it is so new. So we've created a category in the, um, the FMCG 
business and yes so you can use it wherever you would use milk so whether that's for like cereals smoothies baking um you know any savory dish like curries mac and cheese that sort of a thing incredible so have you found that given that it's such a new product and a new concept has it been difficult to you know educate and you know allow people to understand what the product is yeah, that is definitely the hardest part. Yeah. Um, so I guess being a startup, you know, and having like a limited budget, if we can get the message out there, then the message is really well received. It's just a matter of being able to get the message out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I, I actually coach um, quite a few like new products on the market where rather than starting off with sales, we have to start off with educating because without educating, people don't get what it is. Definitely. And like with, yeah, with our product, um, you know, even though all the directions are on the jar and um, we've got, you know, quite thorough um, videos and tutorials, there, there's still a little bit of hesitation and I guess, you know, a touch of confusion around it. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to wrap their head around the concept because it is so new. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it just takes time. It uh, it really, really does. But once people get it, it's like, oh my god, this product is amazing. Exactly. So, and when you see that light, like the light globe go off, um, yeah, there's nothing better when you know that they've, they've got it. Absolutely. How did you come up with the concept? Yeah. So, um, like as I said earlier, we always knew we wanted to do something together. So it was just a matter of working out what. Um, so with my background in business and sustainability, and Varsia's background in naturopathy, we were always looking for something that we could create together. Um, so it became quite apparent of the amount of um, milk cartons we would go through per week. So my husband and I would go through about a litre per day, wow. whilst Vars would only get through about 500 mils in four days. So she was always tipping the contents down the sink. Um, and when we started looking into exactly what was happening to these these aseptic bricks, as they're known in the industry, or these cartons, um, we started becoming quite disturbed by the amount of waste, you know, our, our households alone were producing. Mm. So that was when, I guess, our milk bases were born. Wow. So, and what made you realise that you could package it in the way, you know, where it was the dry ingredients that then gets mixed with water to create the milk? Like, you know, were you sitting around one day and someone said, you know, why don't we give this a go or how did you come about the idea? Yes, so um, we decided we came up with the idea first and then it was a matter of making it work. So that really quite a lengthy process and that involved so much trial and error and working with, you know, some of like such intelligent food techs and food scientists and just, you know, keeping at it until we were really satisfied with the product and and we knew that we were getting the result that we had in mind. Mm -hmm. So it is like a cookie dough consistency almost. Um, It's a really thick, yeah, thick consistency. How long were you in that phase where you were working with a food scientist to, you know, really fine-tune that product? How long do you think it took you? Longer than you thought? 
Oh God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, we've learned to like. Whilst it's good to have a timeline in place, um, we're really quite flexible with them now because they just get thrown out. And yeah. something that you think is going to be achieved in a month, you know, six months later, you're like, how are we still there? Yeah. Right. Okay. Then. So basically like the steps that you took is you came up with the idea, then you worked with a food scientist to fine tune the actual product from there. Did you then go into branding and website and all those kind of things? Or what did you do next after that? Yeah. So, um, I guess we just started putting all the wheels in motion. So hardest part about starting I guess you know a product especially in the food and beverage uh, category is knowing where to begin and unfortunately there's no blueprint or, or how to document out there so just a lot of reading and a lot of talking and you know I'm really grateful that I've got some you know some um great mentors around that have been in this industry and um, I can throw off ideas or sort of seek guidance for. But, yeah, so we just started getting the website um, up and running, started working with graphic designers for the labels, um, just dealing with, you know, the, the appropriate, you know, um, state governments around labelling and um, becoming, yeah, a food, a food and like a food business um, and just, yeah, getting it all happening. It's a lot of work. How do you go with working with a business partner? Like, do you have defined roles or do you know each other well enough enough that you kind of just easily slot into the business? How does it work? Um, Well, we know each other like the back of our hands, so that does help. Um, But we are, whilst we're really similar, we're really so different as well. So my background's always been in business and Vas has always been in naturopathy, you know, and health food and and that sort of thing. So our roles were really um, clearly defined from the get-go. So Vas is always looking at new products and she's, you know, she runs the... um, the NPD side of things and the operations as in getting the product um, manufactured, whereas I sort of look after all of the other sort of things, so dealing with the suppliers and the legal side of things and the website. And Bas looks after most of the Instagram. Um, Together, you know, we respond and, um, yeah, look after Facebook, that sort of thing. Yeah. Do you find so far that Instagram has been really good for helping you explain the product? It has. Like, it's definitely been really good. It's it's hard to know if you're doing the right thing, though. So, like, you have these grand plans for Instagram and you think – you know, you think you've sort of got it somewhat nutted out, that part of the pun. And then um, and then all of a sudden, you know, something changes in the Instagram world and it, it does make you second guess and question everything you're doing there. So, you know, we have put the, um, the promo video on there and we do engage um, a lot with our consumers and we've got the direct links to our website. But the best way um, to educate people on the product so far has, has been in person. I was, that was my next question. So my next mm. question is, have you done like many pop-ups in store or at events or what have you done in person so far? Yeah, so we're really starting to do that now. So we're only uh, 13 months old. So we launched, or 14, sorry, we launched this time uh, last year in September. And um, 
because because we've sort of gained momentum at such a such a fast pace that we've sort of been just staying afloat for the first year and just making sure that we can supply demand and produce a product and source you know the right ingredients around the right times due to harvesting cycles etc um and so now we've like really got a handle of that and got that under control now we're really looking at how we can get in touch with the general public so the only thing so far we've done um, are the Sydney vegan markets and we've done some taste testings um, in store, mainly at like the source bulk foods. Yeah. But oh, they do so well there. I was just about to say that's a perfect location for you. Oh, definitely, because anyone that walks into the source um, or any of the whole food, um, you know, the bulk, the bulk stores, yeah. they already have a passion for sustainability and they're already looking for ways to reduce their their carbon footprint and reduce their waste so um our products are just an easy win for them so have you done like any pop-ups at events not yet so yeah. we're about to um just do a pop-up at nimble activewear in bondi which yeah perfect. perfect um and so a few of those sort of things yeah lots there's lots of things are you just in victoria and new south wales at the moment or are you in other states as well as in in store yeah yes yeah, so we've got about 500 stockists around australia um okay. and a couple in new zealand as well and wow. then we've got like a whole bunch online as well yeah i bet i bet wow this is this is really exciting do you have sample like sample packs that you can like do at events that people can take home and try no, and like in the beginning we were going to and we did do a couple, but it sort of goes against our ethos because right. the little samples are in, you know, are in that sort of plastic cellophane sort of um, material and felt like we were just going against everything that we were trying to inspire, I guess. So, you know, we were like by giving a sample, we were almost giving waste. Mm. So it's a really tough one because yeah. I think this is the kind of product where people actually need to not only sample it while you're there, but actually sample making it as well to have that experience. Yeah, I know. It's really tough. And we've had a few things like that where we've, you know, had to do what feels right, not, not yeah. what we should do so initially we started selling online as well and we were doing so well online but because they're glass jars any of the like the um environmentally friendly um packaging material all the sort of pallety sort of things so it wasn't protecting the jars so we had to use bubble wrap um to wrap the jars to post the jars out and then the carbon footprint just to post out a single jar you know was really quite big so we had to you know make the decision to pull it from online even though that was a huge source um, of revenue for us so that we could support online stores who you know were environmentally uh, conscious like uh, biome um, and other online stores who could offer a number of products at the same time so that shipping you know our product with other products was making it a little bit more viable yeah 
it's a tough one because you've got the sustainability, but then you've also got like, well, I am running a business and mind you, it's interesting we're actually even having this conversation because I'm speaking at an event in Sydney coming up in about three weeks or so. And one of the topics I'm talking about is sustainability in business. And it really is kind of like this fine line of like, right, you know, like we've got a business, but we actually have to make it work. And how do we reduce the carbon print at the same time so that we're kind of like balancing both out? So it's really tricky. It's really tricky. Yeah. We want to make money, but at the same time, yeah. we don't feel guilty about any decision that we're, that we're making. And, mm. you know, the driver behind our products was to reduce waste. Yes. So we've had, yeah, we've had a few conversations where it's like, you know, do we feel okay you know, bringing in money through this stream when we know that it's going against everything we stand for. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it is tough. really tough. It's really tough. Oh my gosh. So, so to date, in terms of like you know the 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 time your business has been going, what do you think has been like one of the main driving forces of you know growth and awareness? Would you say? Oh, okay. So definitely, um, yeah, like because our passion, you know, for the environment and reducing waste um, is so prominent with our company, the the fact that there is a war on waste happening at the moment, you know, through Ban the Bag, um, Plastic Free July, those of initiatives, um, that's just really helped us promote our product and gain awareness um, organically. Because people are aware of, um, I guess, the impact that they're making and they're looking for ways around it. You know, they're looking for those small steps that they can implement to make those big changes. And um, our products are just that. They're helping you, you know, make a small, you know, small impact every single day, which is um, at at the end of it, it's going to have a really, really big effect. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few people that I know that have found that this whole war on waste has been a really positive effect on driving awareness for their business. So it's interesting that you say that. Yeah. So so where's the best place for everyone to find your products? Like do you have stockists on your website or what's the best place? Yes, we've got an online stockist uh, page on the website um, and then you just, you know, um, enter in your postcode and then a list of stockists will appear um, from the closest to you. And then we're also just our website developers are just putting this in at the moment. There will be like a button on the home page um, with a sort of buy online now and it will take you to direct links to all of our online stockers with their logos so you can shop online as well. Fabulous. Oh, my gosh, this is so good. So when's the new product coming out? Oh, it was meant to be out. This is what I mean. <laughs> um, so we've got another flavour milk base coming out. I want to say six weeks, but just to be safe, let's say six to eight weeks. Yeah. Um, it is, yeah, it is a new flavour of the nut milk uh, family. And then we have a whole new product, which, again, it was meant to be out, um, but we're looking at, yeah, the start of next year now, which is moving away from our milk bases. But, again, it's hitting those three components um, that we strive for. So it will be better for you, better for the environment, and it will be delicious as wow. well. Is it in the beverage range category? category? No. Okay, you can't say it. All right, so food. 
a lot to say, but yeah, I'm a little bit too far out to, to talk fair about. enough. Fair enough. One yeah. last question: How did you come mm-hmm. up with the business name? I love it. Oh, so the business name uh, it was really tough. So because there, you know, there's so many amazing businesses out there, small and, and large, that when starting up anything, you need to have you know a domain available, an ABN available, um, an Instagram, Facebook handles. All of these things need to coincide with your name. And so with everything being taken, we knew that we had to think of something a little bit more original. So Ulu is a Hawaiian uh, word. It means a it's a type of fruit, breadfruit. But then the second meaning of Ulu is to grow and to inspire. So we really resonated with that. And then um, it was a little bit uh, lonely on its own. So then Hive was just a play off my name, which we felt just worked really well with the name. Yeah, I had a feeling that high was from Heidi, so I was yeah. like, where's the Ulu from? Wow. Yeah. I love it. I love hearing the story behind brand names because quite often, you know, when you launch a brand, it means nothing. They're just words. And, yeah. and once you build the brand, then people just recognise it. But generally there's a story behind it, so that's a good one. Yeah. Heidi, thanks so much for joining us today. It's been great speaking to you. Oh, thank you for having me.